Welcome to Sex Spoken Here with me, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. I am a sex coach and relationship psychologist and created this show to help you solve any sexual problems, learn about all things sexy, sensual, and intimate, and create your ideal lasting relationship. In my virtual therapy room, I answer questions, interview experts, and provide tips that you can use straight away. Listen in weekly as I share key strategies to help you create a problem-free, exciting sex life. Make sure you join us to be up to date on all events and to easily access coaching at www.the-intimacy-coach.com. Welcome to my virtual therapy room. I'm Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee, and this is Sex Spoken Here. As this podcast contains adult material, if you don't have total privacy, you might want to wear headphones. Today, I'm continuing my series on risk assessment in relationships. We started last week talking all about consent and discovered that it is a many-faceted topic. This week, we're going to talk about the red flags that arise when you're beginning relationships that let you know you might want to slow down or stop altogether or sometimes the red flags that come up during relationships that ought to give you pause. Joining me today is Dr. Sue Mandel. She's a psychologist, certified life coach, and a certified dating coach. She's been in practice for the past 30 years, seeing couples, single women over 40, um, and individuals who want to learn more about relationships. She specializes in the psychobiology of intimate relationships. Thanks for joining me, Sue. Hi, Lori. Happy to be here. So, red flags. This is always a topic that people are interested in. Um, it's. I, th- I think we often talk ourselves out of red flags when we're beginning relationships. Um, I, and I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this is in terms of specifically women. Women have a habit of, of believing that they need to give many, many second chances. And so we yes. often talk ourselves out of this. Um, so what do you think in terms of the importance of noticing red flags? It's very important to notice them and to really take note of them. So often uh, women don't want to see them or... You know, they make excuses because everything else looks so great. And it's tempting to overlook them because we're all looking for that great guy. But um, if you don't pay attention to the early warning signs, even on the first date, mm-hmm. the relationship's going to be headed headed for a lot of trouble. So, and, uh, yeah. I mean, I know, I know we'll talk about men as well because there are certainly red flags that men can see. We don't want to suggest yes. that it's only women that um, um, that women are fine and, and, and men are the ones who usually cause the problems in relationships because right. clearly that's not the case. Um, right. But what kinds of, because you said it's important to even notice them on the first date, what kinds of red flags should you be aware of when you're looking at that first date or those first conversations with someone? Well, for instance, if you go out for coffee, he might be kind of rude to the server. Mm -hmm. Or maybe he makes subtle, demeaning comments. 
about you or uh, some homeless person that he sees or about people in the environment. Uh, he didn't ask you any questions or try to get to know you. He might have been sud uh, very subtly dismissive or had poor eye contact and was looking around the room while you were talking. Mm -hmm. So those were all really important signs to be aware of in the very beginning. And so what, what would you say that those are a sign of? I, would, I think it's a sign of his character. You know, if you, if you want someone who's going to be uh, polite in the world and a good guy, you're not going to want to be with somebody who's rude to the server. I think that also indicates some kind of superiority and um, talking down to people. So it's really important to notice that because that will that will only become a real thorn in a woman's side as she continues dating. And pretty soon it's going to be her that it comes back to her. Right. So that's the, the thing that you highlight there is that it's not only um, that it's it's not pleasant. It's not a great character trait if somebody's generally rude to people who are in service roles. Um, right. But but what you're really highlighting is is that this is probably indicative of a wider behavior trait. And so if the person is being rude to the server, it's likely that down the line they're going to be rude and demeaning towards you. Yes. Yes. And I also find that many women, part of the problem is that many women don't trust what they know and what they perceive. Mm -hmm. They're so often told, and uh, I don't want to make it they, certainly we, because I've been in that spot, are made to feel some kind of self-doubt. Like when I bring something up or when my clients bring something up, uh, we're told it's just us. And I hear that a lot from my clients. And so part of it's ingrained from the culture and the way they're raised. And so they come to the situation with that. And then it can be even uh, more underscored by the person they're with. If that person tends to reinforce it. Yep. So I mean I think I mean I think that's an important point because it's one thing to be able to notice red flags um, to notice and a red flag is something that it, that should make you stop and think it's 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 behavior or an attitude that um, doesn't bode well for long term happy relationship. Um, and sometimes right. it doesn't even bode well for soft for short term happy relationship, but but there's mm -hmm. another part to this, which is yes, you need to notice the red flags, but you also be need to be willing to trust your own gut as to what's right. going on here. And that my experience, and I I see this with both men and women, is there's really um, a tendency to talk themselves out of that initial feeling, that initial gut right. instinct as to whether somebody's right. going to be okay or not be okay. And even right. for benign things, you know, even simply we're not right. going to be compatible. The number of people that right. have come into me who have been in long-term relationships with people that they're not attracted to and frankly, they were never attracted to them, but they overrode yes. that because 
it was a nice person. It was a person who was gainfully employed. It was a person right. that was interested in them. Right. I have a client like that right now, and she spends a lot of her time with me trying to talk herself into the relationship. And as we take a closer look at it, she's able to really sit back, step back, and take a look at what she's trying to talk herself into. I have some tenets of safe and emotionally healthy dating, and they are that trust is earned, not given away. If you're feeling uncomfortable, depending on what you're feeling uncomfortable about, ask him about it, leave the situation, or stop seeing him. And trust trust your intuition. Don't try to change him. Don't make excuses for him. Pay attention and don't assume anything. And I find that those are really helpful if one can keep that in mind. They sound like some really helpful rules and they sound like they're generalized regardless of gender. Um, Yes. what, What other things do you see as red flags? boundaries mm-hmm. is a big one and uh you know the boundaries the boundaries that can be broken are sharing okay i don't know where i left off you were saying but, um, um, you were saying poor boundaries, um, and then you were going to talk about the boundaries that can be broken. Um, and you yes. started to say um, uh, sharing information. Yes, and pushing after you've said no, trying to pressure and talk you into something, or even interrupting when you're talking. That is a boundary issue. It can be very annoying. Or trying to. Wh- Trying to change the way you see things, uh, to see them in a better light or how he sees them. Or ignoring, just even simple things like ignoring how you've arranged your environment and he moves things and doesn't tell you or, you know, doesn't uh, doesn't have respect for your personal space, whether it's emotional or physical or mental. Uh, just someone who is not regarding of your own personal boundaries and crosses them. I mean, this one's a this one's a, a pretty intense one because um, so many people really have trouble understanding boundaries. Um, they right. understand boundaries in the way of kind of large things, like the idea that if someone says no, you don't. You don't push past the no. That they understand. But a lot of times people don't understand the kind of softer boundaries. So, mm-hmm. you know, just getting physically too close too quickly or ignoring. If someone gets too close to me, the first thing I will do is take a step back. Right? Right. So so that I don't, I, I don't need to necessarily say anything. I just move back. And when that's ignored... Um, and then explicit statements are ignored. Um, but even, I, I think, um, emotional boundaries. Absolutely. 
and people don't often recognize those. You know, I have a right to keep information to myself. Yes. I yes. have to share it with you. Right. And that's, you know, that's one that can be pushed, um, as well as tell me more information about your past or tell me more about your, your past relationships and comparisons. Am I as good as he was? Just really wanting to know things that aren't, um, aren't things that she wants to share, to share. And it goes the other way too. Mm -hmm. I, I, I know that for me, one of the things I tell people in terms of a big red flag is people showing up places where you are. Yes. Yes. And that's think, a huge one. Yeah. And thinking, isn't it a nice surprise? So you're at the office and she shows up with flowers in the middle of the day uh, while you're right. at work. And you, right. I mean, we're not talking about people who've been married for 10 years. We're talking about people who've really just met. Um, right. And there was no telephone call to say, do you mind if I come by? Do you mind if I come yeah. by? It's a completely different thing than showing up. Absolutely. It's taking for granted that other person's separateness. Yep. And their right to determine if they want you to show up. Yeah. What else do you think is a big red flag? Um, let's see. Well, there are some real critical ones, and then there are ones that are, uh, you know, a little bit on a, in a different category. For instance, I find a really critical red flag to be having a bad temper. Uh-huh. And even if it's, it can be very subtle, but you feel, you can feel the anger underneath. Mm -hmm. And um, I myself was in that situation with somebody I met, and I got out of it so fast. Um, you know, because that's very frightening. You don't know where that's going to go, and you certainly don't want to be with somebody who's like that. I find that um, a couple of other ones that really are important are blaming other people for one's problems and portraying oneself as a victim. Mm -hmm. You know, it's all the fault of my ex. I didn't do anything. Um, when you catch somebody in a lie, that's a huge red flag. Oh, yes. If, if you feel like you have to walk on eggshells, that's a huge red flag. If they're very self-absorbed or feel like you're being manipulated or if he drinks too much and I don't mean in a really you know crawling under the table kind of way but just more than you're comfortable with but you don't oftentimes women don't know how to assess and they don't trust themselves to say you know this this is really uncomfortable every time we go out to dinner he has to have three drinks we go out on our first date and he's having two or three drinks. Um, this happened to a client of mine not long ago. 
and after he had a couple of drinks, they were in a booth sitting across from each other, and he leaned over, and he grabbed her hands, and he said, you know what? I'm going to come over and sit on your side of the booth now. <laughs> and she didn't know what to do. She did not know what to do, and he came over, and she sat there because she has a hard time speaking up. That's one of the things she's working on. And mm -hmm. he sat there on her side, and she was cringing the whole time. And, um, in fact, te texted me that, went in the ladies' room and texted me. And I said, just ask him to please go on to his side of the table that you weren't ready for him to come sit on your side. You know, it can be pretty simple, but when you're in that spot, you don't know what to say. What's, it so, it very what's so interesting to me is that, that you, you, that's your advice. My advice was, okay, you can leave. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. my, my instant response to that um, was, uh -huh. wow, if you feel that uncomfortable being there, you probably want to end this date now. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. You know, no baby steps for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes no baby steps for me either. I mean, she, she, you know, a couple of my clients lately have been in a couple of no baby steps situations, and I just told them to say thank you very much. This isn't for me, and leave. Um, as it was on this particular date, they were almost finished, and so um, she could have just left. But anyway, that's what I told her in the moment. And um, and that and that was it. That was the last time she saw him, for sure. And I, I think it's interesting because what people often don't realize is is that there are some red flags that are kind of universal. Things like yes. um, things like violence, for example. Um, yes. Yeah, and that's not necessarily violence towards you. If you're out with somebody and and you see them become violent, that should really be yes. a red. That should be a red flag. That's right away. Absolutely. Um, and um, you know, violating your physical boundaries. Those are those are things that are are sort of universal ones. But there are also the personal ones. So some people drinking uh, three drinks is fine. Some people drink a lot, and um, they don't mind if the person they're with drinks a lot. Other people don't drink at all, and they mind a lot if the person that they go out with drinks more than one and so that might be a personal red flag as opposed to something that's universal exactly was, exactly was like um, lying exactly. is universal absolutely yeah and a lot of the guys that my clients go out with are very self-absorbed and when they're real self-absorbed and they're not interested in my clients or what she has to say or what her life is about. Um, and, and basically she's there to elevate him. That is a get out fast and be done. Uh, because that's not going to change. Yeah. And, and, and do you find that people often find it hard to walk away from that? Like it's easier to walk away from somebody lying or somebody uh, being completely demeaning or, or demonstrating violence. It, 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 people don't seem to have to justify their desire to leave that. But, but walking away from someone who's self-absorbed seems to be 
problematic for a lot of people. Yes. And I think it's difficult because this kind of relationship, when you don't understand why you were attracted in the first place, you don't understand what keeps you there. And so if you don't have some kind of um, self-awareness and being in touch with your own, what I'll call interiority, what your own self and being able to reflect on things and say, yeah, you know, this is what's bothering me. This is why I don't want to be here. This is what's being triggered in me. And it is hard to leave. Definitely. I mean, we all need to know. We all need to be able to sit back and say, why am I attracted to this person? What needs or what pleasures do I see this person being able to bring into my life? And uh, Do you think that that you need to know that at the beginning? I mean, when I talk with people about risk assessment at the beginning of a relationship, I, I don't encourage them to try to figure it out initially. And the reason is that I try is, is that I find that when people try to figure it out, they talk themselves out of all sorts of stuff. Right. So I encourage them to try to figure out their patterns in their work with me. But yes. while they're going out there to try and get back in touch with their intuition, their gut feelings, because I find right. most, most people are well out of touch with that, or if they're or even if they're aware of it, they don't listen right. to it. So to kind of get them in the habit of just listening to it and not having to know why. You can figure why out later. You just want to get out now. Right. Well, the reason I say that is because in some relationships with, for instance, men who are manipulative or controlling or very self-absorbed, um, women can find themselves being swept up mm-hmm. into a relationship where they're often feeling wrong if they have a different opinion or guilty or responsible for his feelings, all kinds of things. And it is difficult to leave, like the relationship you had cited, it's difficult to leave when, like I can only, from personal experience, I'll say that unless I could justify why I wanted to leave, this was years ago when, when I was single, but when, if I couldn't justify why I wanted to leave, it left me kind of uh, neither here nor there, kind of muddled about it, because a part of me really wanted to stay, but a part of me was feeling like, I really need to leave, and I couldn't tell which part was which, which, you know, which had, which was addressing which part of me. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. And I, and I think, and I do think that it's different once you're in relationship. There's also a kind of category of red flags that um, I think people find it really hard to um, step back from. And those are the folks who are overwhelmingly completely positive towards you. And don't see, you know, there's nothing... You could do no wrong. Yes. Yes. That is a huge red flag. Yeah. I mean, if they, if they don't, and I don't mean that somebody should be picking at you when you first meet them, but if they right. love everything you say and everything you do unconditionally, yeah. 
it's right. a big red flag because usually folks who, it is. who pour it on that way flip flop and you do something they don't like and then they hate everything about you and there's no it's completely black and white and there's no shades yes. of gray. Um, yes, and that's that's those are particularly difficult and yes. traumatic and relationships. Absolutely. And it all depends on, with people like that, men like that, it all depends on where he is with himself. Mm-hmm. Because if he's feeling, if he's feeling bad about himself, then he's going to um, treat her differently than if he's feeling good about himself. So she's going to go up and down on his list of, uh, on, on his radar as being wonderful or being horrible, depending on how he needs to deal with her. And that kind is of that, a, yeah, that kind of a roller coaster is horrible. Horrible, horrible. Yes. Yes. I also find with men like that, Lori, that um that um they are often, as I think we can agree, very insecure. And while they have a woman on a pedestal, they might say something to her like, I don't even deserve you. Now, that might not be the kind of uh, narcissistic man that I think you're talking about, but there are men who feel like they're just so lucky to find this woman and want to do everything right for her and lavish her with all kinds of praise and good stuff, and she's the bee's knees. She's the best thing since sliced bread. But... um, and he might even say, you don't deserve me. I, I had someone say that, my first husband. <laughs> and I didn't, my own first husband, by the way. And I didn't listen. But, you know, Maya, Maya, Maya Angelou has a great quote. She says, the first time someone tells you who they are, believe them. <laughs> and don't assume. Yeah. <laughs> don't wait to be shown. <laughs> And I think, I mean, I don't think you have men like that, but there are, there are women like that as well who, who really, you know, the, it, it's that amazing, intense admiration, um, alternating mm-hmm. with this amazingly intense denigration and, right. and the women and men who are in relationships with them feel like they never know where they are. Um, and it's right. You know, clients describe it as being around a tornado um, or, or an eye of a hurricane. You know, everything's calm for a second and then it goes crazy. And um, right. Those are really difficult relationships. And the problem is, of course, is that it's, it's hard to catch that at the beginning because at the beginning, it's usually all the positive stuff. And exactly. Nothing feels better than having somebody tell you all the things that are wonderful about you. And give you their undivided positive attention. Yes, yes. It's very but the productive. goal of so Yes. But the goal of so many men and women who do that, have that kind of pattern, is to manipulate someone into taking care of them. Mm-hmm. They're gonna come off like they are taking care of you. But the real motivation there is to get the other person to take care of them. And that's a huge manipulation. 
Any other yes. any other ones that we haven't spoken about yet that come to mind? Oh, um, all kinds of them. <laughs> um, and and you know, like I say to women, there any one of these might not be a big deal in and of itself. But if it becomes a big deal, like if it becomes pervasive, then really pay attention. But sometimes there's a cluster of things and you know, we don't want to pay attention. But here, here are a few that I find uh, sort of very common with, with my clients. Uh, being inconsistent, going back and forth between seeming really interested and then retreating or coming on too strong really wanting to be a couple very quickly and then disappearing. Mm -hmm. um, he doesn't want to really take you out on a date, but he wants to hang out and watch TV, have dinner, have sex, you know, share your company and go home in the morning. Um, it's unreliable. Ch uh, changes plans and cancels at the last minute and rarely shows uh, dates in advance, rarely makes plans in advance, and really shows interest in what their date wants to do. Mm -hmm. Now, I realize, I realize these are all going from men towards women, but um, they won't deal with conflict. I find that to be a huge red flag. When, it, when a man won't deal with conflict or when he's really evasive about answering questions. Um, I mean, I think that, real. that's one that I that I see um, in in men and women, and um, and folks who don't show any annoyance or negative feeling or express any anger at things that would normally make people annoyed. Right. And why do you think that is? Um, often taught because they're squashing it. Um, uh -huh. They don't feel... They're afraid to. Yeah, they don't feel the anger. They don't feel it. it they, they push it down so quickly that they don't actually feel it. So they're, they're, they're actually telling the truth when they say that they're not annoyed or, or angry. But it mm -hmm. comes out later. And, and right. it, often it comes out in loads of passive ways. Um, mm-hmm except for the occasional explosion where they start bringing up things that happened six and eight months ago. And the other right. partner is looking at them like, well, where did this come from? Yeah. Um, and yeah. so, you know, somebody who's always placid, you know, the, you, know, we, uh -huh. we, you know, we mentioned earlier, somebody, you know, somebody who's, you can feel the, the kind of rage seething underneath the surface. That's a red flag, but it's also a red flag of somebody who never gets annoyed by anything. Yes. Oh, yes. Absolutely. And then, but then you get a lot of passive aggression. Yes. And silent treatment. Right. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. So what you get is, I mean, and, and you, where you would see this at the beginning of a relationship is in their relationships with other people, not so much with you necessarily. Um, and let, right. um, and unless you're somebody who, um, is late. And then you might see it there. Yeah. Well, but what right. you see is that the, the things that would normally annoy a person, they don't show any sign of annoyance. 
but you see behavior that indicates annoyance later. And if you said to them, are you, you know, if you said to them, aren't you angry? Oh, no, I never get angry. I love when people tell me that. I never get angry. I never get annoyed. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a big risk. That's one of the ones. Yeah, that's that's one of the ones where I say run for the hills. <laughs> that's not a good. That's a bad one. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, and thinking you're going to go into a relationship and change a guy, and you know, once he really gets to know you and you're real close, and then you think you can change him, forget it. That's never a good plan. I send people back to the serenity prayer for that one. Yes, you know, I rem- love the serenity. Remind them that the only thing that you can change is yourself. Right. Absolutely. It's, it's always... So I had someone recently... Mm, go ahead. Yeah. No, I that I had a woman who I saw last week, and she was very upset because it seemed like her date was flirting a lot with her friends. But, you know, it was the deniable plausibility. <laughs> so it, it, could have, it could have been where he was just being really friendly um, and not being, he certainly wasn't being seductively flirty, but he was being flirty. And she knew it because I taught her how to flirt. <laughs> so she could recognize, she could definitely recognize flirting. But, you know, it, what it did to her was she was beginning to trust herself. And so she got that feeling in her stomach you know she got that mm, this is not feeling right he's being more than just friendly and for women to be um aware of as well as if he never brings you around to his friends if he doesn't ever want to bring you around his friends or family that is a big red flag yeah married you don't you don't know what is going on yeah no and um transparency is quite important actually yes and, yes you know it is possible to be reasonably transparent without um having no boundaries and and um i think a lot of people struggle with that with making the decisions about what to share, what's it, what's what's important to share, and right. what's okay to keep back. Exactly, exactly, and that's why it's so important to educate our clients about all these things. So and about yeah. No, I I think it's essential. Um, so yeah. if, if people want to find find you um and consult you where can they find you they can find me at my website uh com. do you want me to spell it out um why don't you okay d-r-s-u-e-s-c-o-n-n-e-c-t-i-o-n com, and they can read on my site about my philosophy and my day coaching and how I bring together um, our early intimate relationships and how 
how our early years go on to shape our future romantic relationship patterns and what we can do about it. Brilliant. Um, the link will be on the website with the podcast notes. Uh, but I always think okay. I always think it's best to spell it out because some people don't even bother to look at the podcast notes. <laughs> right. So right. Th- thank you for joining me. And oh, thank you, Laurie. Thanks for joining me this week for Sex Spoken here with Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. Please write to me with suggestions for the show and questions you want answered at drbisbee at the-intimacy-coach.com. That's V-R-B-I-S-B-E-Y. Follow me on Twitter. I'm Dr. Bisbee there. And check out my YouTube channel for a free 30-minute strategy session with me. Go to www.the-intimacy-coach.com and click on the button that says Schedule Now. If you're curious and ready to explore more, join me for my webinar telecall, Four Secrets for Arousing and Igniting Your Authentic Sexual Self. Click the link to register. I look forward to seeing you there and next week for part three of this series. Please leave a review if you've enjoyed this podcast on either iTunes or Stitcher, and please subscribe. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to Sex Spoken Here with Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review here on iTunes or on Stitcher. And make sure you head over to www.the-intimacy-coach.com to subscribe for free newsletter updates to help you create and sustain an exciting trouble-free sexual life. Stay tuned for upcoming weekly episodes on all topics, sexy, sensual, and intimate. Thanks for listening.